0: I am thrilled to uh, introduce uh, Doctors Chris and Carol Green tonight. I've been involved with the Pennsylvania Prayer Network for many years. And just the last couple years, I've heard them speak. And every time I hear them speak, I'm like, wow. I, I haven't heard anybody that carries family on their heart like this couple. I'm going to read their bio and then just share a little bit. Um, they are urban family advocates, marriage consultants, family advisors, life coaches, and ordained ministers. They created and implemented a model that empowers people to build, or rebuild, sorry, restore and renew their hearts and homes. They have written 12 books and nearly 200 songs. As speakers, their travels have taken them all over the US and Hawaii, the Bahamas, Trinidad, UK, Monrovia, Liberia, and West Africa. They've been everywhere. For 17 years, Chris and Carol served the congregation of Metro Christian Worship Center in St. Louis, Missouri, and were officially ordained as ministers in May of 1991. And now they are in Harrisburg. And I tell you, every time I hear them and their dedication to seeing families restored in Harrisburg, something is stirred in my heart, and I believe that's going to happen tonight. Why don't the two of you come up? I just want to pray over you. They're going to give more than just, you know, stories. I believe impartation is going to happen tonight as they share. Let's welcome them. So glad you could be here. Let's just pray together. God, I thank you for this couple that has been on the front lines in Harrisburg. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you have already stirred and done in their hearts that you want to impart right here we invite you right now holy spirit to speak through them to us tonight we welcome them we welcome the gifts that you put in them the prophetic words that you will give them and and just the whole package God we want more of you through this couple tonight in Jesus mighty name and everybody said "Amen." amen amen
1: Wow. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise tonight. Come on. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> we are so glad to be here. This is just a, such an honor and a privilege. My name is Chris. This is my wife, Carol. And I only have one rule, and that's don't you dare call us doctor because <laughs> because God, uh, the Lord, he just I'm just a son, and we're a husband and wife. We're a mom and dad. That, that's it. And that's all that really matters. And we're about to become grandparents. Yay! <laughs> oh man. Well, tell you a little bit about us. Uh, why I married my best friend in all the world. Can we use the chairs? We love sitting. We love the really home family uh, setup. We we'll just use a couple. Uh, uh. Can you put up the picture of our family? This is our family. Tell you a little bit about us. And see if they can find it back there after they locate it and, and put that up there. While they're getting that ready, just want to tell you a little bit about us. Well, my wife and I met. I can't believe I'm about to say this. We met in college in August of 1977, so it's 39 years ago. <laughs> we got married in january of 1981 so you do the math we just celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary and we are yeah and i'm glad to be married to her i married my best friend i don't know how many people can say that but i married my best friend if you have a little bit of trouble understanding what i'm saying is because i do have a southern accent because I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, which is very much a, it's a Midwest city with a serious Southern influence because they have lots of people that migrated from the South to St. Louis. People people from Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, some of you are shaking your heads, yeah. Uh, We share the Mississippi River with New Orleans, the rivers. And so I'm a Southern voice. So when you hear that come out, every once in a while, it really slips out and you can really hear it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You get the picture. You find our find our family yet back there? He's looking for it. It was in one of this one of the slides. Oh, you looking for it? Oh, oh, try to get the picture up. Yeah, 'cause we want you to see our see our. I can't say kids because they're all grown now. Our oldest son. You want to share a mic? Can get. Oh, I'll let you tell about everybody. See, we're so informal. <laughs> Our oldest son uh, is 30 years old. His name is Christopher. He's been married a year, married a wonderful girl from Texas. See, we just got all this southern influence all over the place. And uh, they've been married a year now. They're living in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, And then um, we have twins. Yeah.
2: I have stories.
1: (laughs) We have twins, and our twins are 26 years old. The oldest of the twins, his name is Jonathan, we named our twins uh, Jonathan and David. And the oldest of the twins, uh, yeah, you got that. (laughs) Jonathan, is uh, he just graduated from uh, the Art Institute of York in uh, December of last year, and so he got a job before he graduated, and what was amazing is that he kept prophesying to all of his classmates the entire time he was there, he kept saying, before I graduate, I'm going to have a job.
2: And they aren't saved. Not none of Christian. his friends are saved. None, so he's none prophesying to his friends.
1: He's telling them, I'm going to have a job before I graduate. Um, and he's, his is a great testimony. Uh, he, just, he just lived the life in front of them. He was the guy that everybody comes to, you know, with your problems and with your issues. And he would pray. <laughs> and so by the time they got to the final year of school... Uh, he, they had a big gathering where there's a big send-off, and these were the kind of testimonies that they said about him. They said, Johnny, I don't, know, I don't know anything about church and all of that, but you are Jesus. You are the best picture I've had of Jesus in my life. Now I understand what this is about by watching your life. And so it's just amazing to watch how God used him through all those years. And then his twin brother, David. David is an amazing kid. (laughs) He was the one that took off right after high school, went straight through college, four years, graduated. uh, And then a year later, uh, got got a job right out of college. And then one year later, got married. He married a beautiful Canadian girl. Ah, oh, we love her, our daughter in love. We call her our daughter in love because we don't need the law to make us love her. Yeah. And so our daughter in love, and they and they've been married 2 years now and they and uh they are now expecting our first grandchild in September. <laughs> I hope that they're able to get that picture up there so you can see them before before the night is over. At, at whatever point we're talking, you can just go ahead and put That's it right. up, and we'll know it's up because everybody will suddenly go. <laughs> no matter what I'm saying, all eyes will go behind us. Um, you see, we got all these notes, but we've been just meditating and in the Lord's presence today because we really want to impart what he wants to say and not just tell our story, even though... We love telling the story; it brings him glory. But more important is that what he wants to accomplish tonight gets accomplished. We're in a very, very serious time in America, um, and many, many families are wondering what we're going to do now. Oh, you need my flash drive? Ah, oh, don't forget your flash drive. Don't forget your flash drive. Ah, it's back there, over there somewhere. Uh, in the bag. In the bag. Some of you got that reference from Big Bang Theory. Don't forget your fast drive, Sheldon. Okay, I'll go. (laughs) Only reason why I know is because of our geek sons. (laughs) Um, Man, now what was my last thought? Oh, oh, okay, thank you. See, I need her. That was a perfect example. But one of the things that we have been experiencing all of, these, all of this time that, uh, that we've been in Harrisburg as we're watching the nation get worse and worse and decisions are being made that have been encroaching upon the family for a long time, I know that many families, especially those of us who are believers, are very concerned. We're not worried. We know that the Lord, our God, he's on the throne. The enemy cannot overthrow us. But I still also believe that there are specific strategies that he has given us four times like this. Very specific strategies. And you'll find that strategy, one of them, it's up, all eyes went up above me. Yeah, (laughs) that's our family. Uh, On the far end, those of you that might be listening to this, I'm sorry, I'm I'm jumping all over the place now. we're going to to explain our picture of our family. On left to right, on the far left is our youngest son, David. That's his wife, Michelle. Michelle is Canadian. So our family not only cross ethnic, but we cross, cross nationalities. Isn't that great? Standing next to her is our newest uh, daughter in love. Her name is Antoinette. That's the one I mentioned. She's from Texas. Standing in the middle is our oldest son, Christopher. Next to him is our son, Jonathan. And of course, there's my, the love of my life and me. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> um, So, we're in the midst of a time where a lot is coming up against the family, and it always has been. We've been feeling this pressure building up for a long time. Thank you, dear. (laughs) See how, how and we wanted to demonstrate family. This is family. Everybody take a deep breath and let it out. (sighs) Yeah. We're just home. We're just family. In fact, did you know that the Bible says that in Acts 17 that God made from one blood, every nation of the earth. So tonight, we're just spending some time with our blood brothers and sisters. Isn't this awesome? Yeah. Come on, give somebody a high five. Say yeah. Yeah. See, blood brothers and sisters. And even though this battle, and it's it's been greatly increasing, the pressure's been increasing, I want you to know that none of this caught God by surprise. And actually, this is a repeat of history. This is a repeat of history. None of this is new. And God had a strategy before, and he has a strategy for us now. In fact, you'll find that strategy in Nehemiah, the fourth chapter. Many of you are familiar with that and want to take the time to just read a few of those verses. So give us a few minutes while we Oh, It's right there. Yay, I did good. Mm -hmm. Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, beginning at the sixth verse. I'll let my wife read. She reads better than me. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashtadites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were being beginning to be closed, that they became very angry, and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem, and create confusion. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God, and because of them, we set a watch against them day and night.
1: Sounds like a place I know that I'm sitting in right now, setting a watch day Day and night. night. Now go to verse 13.
2: Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, And I set the people according to their families, with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses.
1: Wow, isn't that awesome? So look at someone right now and just say, fight for your family. Fight. Fight. Back in uh, January of about 2013, one of our spiritual sons posted on social media, um, this is back in St. Louis where I'm from, um, that he was awakened one night because someone was beating on the door trying to break in their home, right there in the middle of the night. And can you imagine the panic that the family would suddenly fear, feel in a moment like that? And everything turned out to be okay. As soon as they turned on the lights and everything, the person ran away. But that's been the type of attack that God's people have been experiencing lately. Sudden and unexpected attacks in the night. Sneak attacks. And sometimes because of uh, what what our understanding is about faith, we, th- we think that maybe I'm, I'm getting weak in my faith and that's why this is happening. No, there's a reason why we started off by reading from Nehemiah, the fourth chapter. Uh, when Nehemiah took, up, took on that task of going back to rebuild the gates and the walls of Jerusalem, just that activity of God's people coming together to rebuild and restore what was of God automatically incited anger and opposition. So it has nothing to do with your faith. This is the automatic response of the enemy when God's people take their rightful place and start doing what we're supposed to do. <laughs> so don't you dare for not, not one single moment think, oh, maybe I'm slipping. Maybe we're off. No you're right on target. You're in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing. The Lord kind of showed us when we looked at uh, what was happening with the rebuilding of those gates and walls, uh, many of you are familiar with the prophetic significance of each one of those gates. Each one of them has a specific meaning a prophetic meaning that can be applied what i what the Lord showed us in a time of prayer and fasting with our little faith family, God showed us that each one of those gates represents uh a not just not just a prophetic significance for the entire body of Christ but for each one of our families, each and every one of our families, in other words, all of us are. Participating in this awesome task of rebuilding the gates and walls of our hearts and homes. Of our hearts and homes. Sometimes in our effort to rebuild the gates and walls of our city, our nation. We forget it always starts at home. So the prophetic significance of what's happening in this hour, what we see, is that God's people have been called back to rebuilding the gates and walls of families. That's why this is such an important part of taking that mountain of family. It's actually a call from Nehemiah 4, get back to rebuilding the gates and walls of your family. I remember someone asked us one time, um, how did you guys deal with bullying when your kids were in high school, in elementary school? And we had to stop and think for a moment because it's like, well, we really didn't have that as a problem. And
2: it, well, they tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, I th- when children grow up in a home where they are taught who they are, Yeah. Um, They have mom and dad there to encourage them, to uh, affirm them. It gives them security. Uh, We have a story, of course. (laughs) Uh, Our boys went to, the twins went to a public school. We thought we'd try it out, see how it worked. Uh, And we would go and pick them up after school, when school was over. Well, we went into the school one day, and we heard this little kid hollering, if you want to fight somebody, you come and fight me. So we were thinking, okay, who is this bad little kid <laughs> hollering, talking about, come fight me? It was Johnny, <laughs> our son Johnny, <laughs> because somebody was picking on David. he his,
1: his younger brother.
2: But that's... That's the confidence he had. And it's because he was a little skinny kid. I don't, yes. know. I don't know what he thought he was going to do, but <laughs> <laughs> he, he knew he could beat him. So, okay.
1: But Wait, I didn't know if to be proud. be proud or stunned. <laughs> oh my God, it's my child. <laughs> but we share this with you because it's so important to understand what we impart. In our children, why am I saying this? Because this is part of rebuilding gates and walls. There's a prayer yeah. that we used to pray over our kids every single day. When we answered this person's question that was asking, how did we deal with bullying?" You know, I said we it really wasn't an issue, especially once we got they got in high school. they were just so confident in who they were as men of God. we had' been speaking to them all of their lives about their purpose what God had called them to do and for them to even take classes, their curriculum, everything based upon what God has called you to do. So by the time they were in high school, they were already focused on what I need to do to fulfill God's purpose for my life. So no matter what words were spoken, taunts and name calling, it didn't matter because I, from their standpoint, I already know who I am. But there was a prayer that we prayed every day, every day. It was, Lord, I thank you for Christopher, Johnny, and David. Give them a great day today. Give them your grace, your favor, your protection, your wisdom. Amen. That was it. Every day. We had no idea how important that gate and that wall would be. So I'm saying this to families right now, moms and dads. You, I know you're already concerned about President Obama's the Obama administration's edict about what we're going to do about restrooms and locker rooms and schools. But I'm telling you now, the war doesn't begin by marching on the White House and protesting in the streets. It starts now. All through this summer, you pray for your kids. All through this summer, you pray for your school, the administrators, the teachers, the hall monitors, the janitors. Make up in your mind that this coming fall, when it's time for them to get back into school, that you're, even if it's not the same prayer as ours, but before they walk out the door every day, God, I thank you. Call your child's name. It's just in your mind now. Speak out your child's name. I thank you for it. Give them a great school year. Give them your grace, your favor, your protection. Your wisdom in the name of Jesus. Everyone's shaking your head because you're like, yeah, we can do that. That's how God's people felt when they were building this wall. We can do that. Even though we've got Sanballat and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites and the Arabs and and all of these folks, the the Moabites coming against us while we're rebuilding. We can do this. In fact, they got it done really fast. They were already halfway up in a real short time of having the walls all built all the way around and having gates and everything back in place. The reason why this is so important, and I bring up those names of all of those different groups of people that attacked them, is because in the background, I can say, or backing up, the demonic spirits backing up these people that were opposing The rebuilding project, it's astounding when you find out that it's the same spirits that have have been raising their ugly heads here in America. Now, I'm not one of those people that spends a lot of time talking about demons and demon warfare and demonology. I don't need to study the false in order to know the real. My sister used to work for the Federal Reserve Bank, and she said they made us study the dollar bill and the $5 bill, real currency, so that when something counterfeit came across, we recognized it immediately. We didn't study counterfeits, we studied the real. Isn't that good? When you study the real, you're gonna recognize the counterfeit. But for the sake of strategy, we just wanna share something with you. First thing I want you to see Let's go ahead and look at Sanballat. Sanballat was a Moabite, a descendant of Lot. Uh, Moabites were um, the result of Lot's inappropriate relationship with his daughter. And so they had a son, named, and they named him Moab. That's where the Moabites come from. So you can see already in their DNA, things are messed up. Now, the Moabites worshiped a particular god named Chemosh, This was a God that was honored with cruel, perverse practices like baby sacrificing. Yeah. Along with gay worship. So can you see the same spirit that was egging these guys on to oppose the building, the rebuilding of the gates and walls had these spirits behind them. So you can see, isn't it the same what we're dealing with here in America? The same spirit. The next one was, uh, the guy's name was Tobiah. He was an Ammonite. They worshiped Molech, and Molech was the same kind of demonic spirit as Chemosh. The only difference was that uh, Molech being an Ammonite, the Ammonites were basically bullies. Isn't it amazing that bullying, bullying is one of the major issues with our kids today? Not just our kids. We got bullying happening on our job. Some of you yeah. said, I got bullies on my job. You don't have to raise your hand, but I got some serious bullies on my job. There are bullies in the school districts, bullies in, in, in politics, bullies in government, bullies in every mountain that, we, that you're going to cover. But I want you to understand that bullying comes from a specific uh, demonic realm. The people who worshiped and honored uh, uh, what was in Monac? Thank you. Keep me on track. That's that's the next one group that said that opposed the rebuilding of the walls was the Arabs. Now I'm not attacking Arabs and Muslims <laughs> by bringing it up. This is just a historical account. They were in the list, but I want to give you the spiritual significance of that. As we all know, uh, the Arabs, being the descendants of Ishmael, were constantly in a war with the, with the chosen, with God's people, those who were born through Isaac, uh, descendants of Isaac. They were constantly in a battle for the birthright. Who has the right to even exist? And so isn't it interesting that one, another one of the groups that opposed the rebuilding was a group that was, a, that was coming and opposing God's people concerning birthrights, and even rights to exist. Today, mm-hmm. look at what's happening. The enemy opposing our, wasn't looking, check out this list, our, our parental rights, our marriage rights, our religious rights. Am I singling out Islam? No, I'm talking about a demonic spirit that looks at God's people and says, you don't have the right to exist. We've gone from the message of tolerance where we remember some of you can go back to the 70s and 80s when they were telling us that you're intolerant and we have a voice. And so we kind of backed off and said, okay, okay, okay. You're you're right. We can't be intolerant. We should, you know, we could we should let you do what you're going to do, but we're going to do what we're going to do. But we've gone from the message of tolerance to now just outright attack on believers, even to the point that now they say, me as a minister, if someone is gay and comes to me and says they want me to perform their wedding, that I have to. Wait a minute, what happened to tolerance? What am I getting at? The same spirit that back at that time in Nehemiah that said you don't have the right to exist has raised its head here in America to say you don't have the right to exist. Wow. Hold on, it gets good. Notice somebody said, hold on, it gets good. The reason why we're bringing this up is because we see the strategy that God gave Nehemiah. They set a watch day and night. They put men they said, in the lower places of the walls, heads of households. That's why I'm saying this to you. That's the strategy for us, right where we are. He positioned people in strategic places along the wall, and he did it by, I didn't get a chance to read it, but they did it by families. Can I impart this to you tonight to say the greatest way we're going to win this battle is not going to be just by trying to outvote one side. Because even if we get our person in the White House, it changes nothing in the hearts. It changes nothing in our school district. It changes nothing in our neighborhood. I'm convinced that it's not about who sits in the Oval office of the white house it's who is sitting on the oval office in your house who is the king and the lord over my house as for me and my house we will serve the lord i want to get put something in your hands tonight and take those this is a prayer and proclamation i want us actually to do this together so if you guys can take some of these and pass them around the room. We've got quite a few of these. And we, I want us to do this together as part of our proclamation and prayer stands. How many of you know that Chris and Carol aren't giving credit to the enemy tonight? But it's often important for us to snatch the covers off so that we can see and go, Aha, I got you. I see what you're doing now. I recognize your strategy now. And now that I recognize your strategy, it stops now, tonight. If there isn't enough to go around, you can just kind of uh, uh, share with someone. I'm going to start off by reading. You can follow along, and then when we get to the next part, I'm going to tell you let's all read this together. We share these prayers and proclamations with you today in hopes that they will assist you in your household and your journey. Now, take a moment and carefully walk with us through these powerful prayers and proclamations. These are not just things that my wife and I made up. These were things that, uh, as we have walked and gone through this journey in our life as parents as leaders in the community uh, and watched God move miraculously as he gave us strategy, this prayer kind of developed out of that experience with God of actually seeing victory. So I want us, if you'll join in with us, let's read this together and make this our final closing for tonight. Let's read together. Recognizing that my fight is not against flesh and blood, political parties, activist groups, or social movements. I stand here in the gap for my family. Pause right there. Think about what you're saying. I stand here in the gap. Now, let's continue. With the spiritual weapons of prayer, praise, worship, and the word of God, I declare that I am not afraid of our spiritual enemies. We remember the Lord, great and awesome, as we fight for our brothers and sisters, our sons and daughters, my spouse, and our household. Come on, just pause right now and say, Lord, we stand on that. Thank you, Lord. How many of you sense the presence of the Lord on this? This is, see, this is real strategy. Thank you, Lord God. Now let's continue. According to the promise in Isaiah 54 17, No weapon that is formed against us will prosper. And every tongue that accuses us in judgment, we will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and our vindication is from the Lord. So, Father God, we receive your grace, favor, protection, and wisdom. We thank you for giving your angels charge over us and our family to keep us in all of our ways. Amen. Come on, receive that right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, God. Thank you, Lord. Let's continue. May all who are called to be part of this special work in this city. Come on, just pause right now. This, Lift your hands now concerning, concerning Gateway. May all who are called to be part of this special work in this city. Thank you, Lord. I feel this for you, sir. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May all who are called to be part of this special work. Now let's continue. Be anointed right now. And may we be empowered to do the will of God. May we each be strengthened to overcome every hindrance and every detour that the enemy has always been able to throw in our path. May the cycles of defeat, discouragement, depression, and doubt be broken over every heart and every home right now amen thank you Lord we declare that we are now set free to be all you created us to be and to do all that we need to do and obtain all that we need to obtain in the authority of Jesus Christ we pray amen come on give the Lord a praise on that one thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Now comes some more powerful ones. Come on, y'all ready? We're building this wall right now. Thank you, Lord. I want you to think about your family right now. Even physically, your house, wherever you're living, just think about this wall of protection being built up and these gates are being put in place. Think about it as not just being in a stationary place, but it's going wherever your children go, wherever you go. Thank you, Lord. Isn't that awesome? Only God can have things mobile and stationary at the same time. (laughs) Let's continue. From this day forth, we will stop allowing the disappointments of the past to hinder us from embracing the destiny you have set before us. Lord, help us to consistently live in your presence and in the power of your spirit, O God. Help us not to limit you by our fear, sin, low expectations, or distractions. Fill us afresh with your power. Cause us to defeat the spirit of Amalek. Now, I am just wanted to point that out. That's an anti-Semitic spirit that per- persecutes God's people. That's what it was in that day. But specifically for our for intent and purpose, we're talking about a spirit that intentionally just comes after you. And chases after your kids simply because you belong to God. Thank you, Lord God. So now let's say it again. Cause us to defeat the spirit of Amalek that comes against us, our families, businesses, and ministries. Thank you, Lord. Now we're going to put emphasis on will when you read this. Next one. Let's say this together. We will connect with people of humility that really want God, the ones who will dare to step out of their comfort zone, leave religious bondage, and walk out of their personal prisons and receive all that you have stored up for them, people who will receive the priority of the presence and the word of God in their hearts and homes. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for showing us our Rehoboth. Rehoboth means the place where you make room for us, where God makes room for us. It's the place where God makes room for us. Let's say it again. We thank you for showing us our Rehoboth. Make a way for us, O oh God. You are our only source. We thank you for making a way out of no way. We thank you for the provision of people and resources. We lift our hands, come on, do it, our hearts and our lives to you. Bless you, Lord, God. Lord, let this be your people according to your word. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We declare, Now I'll just read this one. we declare that the blood of Jesus Christ has given us authority over Satan's ability. No word of witchcraft, sorcery, doubt, or depression will take over our minds, our emotions, our bodies, or will. We nullify all plans that brings conflicts and confrontational incidents designed to prevent us from hearing the word of God And receiving the impartation of the Holy Spirit that makes us free. We break generational curses. And spiritual influences that manifest every time we stand in breakthrough. How many of you, you don't have to lift your hands, but it seems like every time you're about to get a breakthrough, every time you're about to get to promotion, every time something is about to break on your good, something always seems to happen. It stops now. That generational curse is broken off of your life now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I know I get a little bit loud, so don't think I'm, I'm straining or stressing. I'm saying this is such freedom Enjoy. joy. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Lord God. I heard, I heard you mentioned earlier how we don't stress in this. We just flow in this. The strength that you hear is not Chris. That's, the whole, that's God. And I'm not stressing. or Sometimes when you talk about spiritual warfare, we think we are really got a war and fight and sweat. And if I'm just sweating, that's just because I'm standing up here. But But that's not it. There's a flow because the authority is in him. The power is in him. So you're able to lay in bed at night and not have to try to scream at demons. Some of you may have come from backgrounds like that where they spend a lot of time screaming at demons. No. Just, I receive Lord, I receive. You are welcome here. You're welcome here. I'll tell you a little story while I pause on this moment. There was a couple that invited us to come into their home because they were actually having manifestations in their home. And so when we got there, my wife and I just simply started worshiping. We didn't go through the house and and start, you know, throwing blessed water. (laughs) and screaming and hollering all over the house. We just said, let's worship because the enemy can't stay in the presence of the Lord. Isn't that awesome, guys? So we just worship. Thank you, Lord God. We receive your promotions. I'm speaking to God. Lord, we receive your promotion, presence, provision, protection, and purpose for our lives. According to Ephesians 1 Verses 15 through 21, fill us with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ and cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. Father God, we agree with these things in the name and the authority of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for this special people. I thank you for your hand upon them. I thank you for opening up many eyes tonight so that they'll see that there are far more that are for them than those that are against them. We break off every bit of fear that you've had, all worry that you've had, especially all the parents in the room, all fear and worry concerning the, the, the new policies coming in the schools. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love, sound mind all of the young people don't you be afraid the angels of the lord stand round about you they they keep they're there to keep you and guard you in all of your ways no fear here kind of make that you can kind of say that right now cause say no fear here yes lord so lord god i thank you for this house and for this assignment in this region For great is the sound. It is reverberating throughout this region. Don't you dare take it for granted, guys. I know sometimes it may feel like we're just coming, we're singing, we're worshiping, and these words are going forth. You can kind of get used to it because you're in it all the time. But I want you to know power is radiating. I'm seeing it now. It's it's like a a circular and it's it's like the ripples in a pond, but instead of it uh, getting, you know, if you drop a a stone in a palm and it ripples out the the wave is kind of higher and the, you know the closer it is to the center and then it gets weaker as it goes out but this wave is getting stronger the further out it goes that's how your worship is coming out of here that's how the praise is coming out of here that's how the intercession is if the wave doesn't die off the further it gets it gets stronger So I want to encourage you to go ahead and get get on your place on the wall. Go ahead and sign up for the hours, the the assignments. I I wanted to show this to you tonight so that you can see when you come and you take your slot, your couple of hours, all you're doing is getting in your place on the wall. You're getting in your place on the wall. You're filling in the gaps. You're blocking stuff that the enemy's trying to get in on your family and on your school and in your lives. Are you encouraged tonight? Come on, give the Lord a praise. Thank you, Lord.